Vegans, on the other hand, have a different set of concerns. And that's mostly related to stuff that you do not get when you eat meat. And this goes for vegetarians too. When you don't eat meat, you miss out on certain things. Like the big ones are iron, B12, and calcium. Very, very important. All right. Welcome to the Weekly Drive. Today, we are going to be talking about some fun-filled topics like training when you happen to be a vegan slash vegetarian. A lot of the same concepts apply. And also going over the hotly debated topic, what to do when you're working out for fat loss, low reps, high weight, or high reps, low weight, or just in general for whatever your goal is. We'll, we'll cover that a little bit. So should be a fun one. But before we get there, a couple updates. For anybody watching on the tubes on YouTube, if you can't tell, I got my car interiorly detailed by the hand wash place in New Providence. New Jersey. The guy Steve is awesome. He did a great job. And I know you can't see it in this area. My driver's side seat has been through some shit. Or my passenger seat. The passenger seat has been through a dog yakking on it about two or three times. It's been through a barbecue packet accidentally spilling over onto it. A protein shake spilling on it. It's been through hell. So needless to say, it looked like crap. Now I'm looking at it right now and it looks like the first freaking day that I bought the car. Like this is insane. I can't believe how good of a job they did. And the same thing on the back, like the back seat went through some shit too, because same thing when the dog started doing her thing on, um, on the front seat, I'm like, all right, we got to move her to the back and boom, same thing happened can't help it some dogs just get car sick i guess but got that out too so the car is spotless and i could not be happier so highly highly recommend the new providence hand wash car wash for an interior detail they killed it um yeah so that's the big big news because i'm just so darn happy this is my workstation it's just ah, so clean um and the other thing, I know I was hinting at it a couple of, couple of weeks ago. I know I, I am not the best with timing, and I planned on having a podcast last week and timed it out wrong. I thought I was up to date, and I thought I was caught up and had one ready to go for when I was on vacation, and that didn't happen. Sorry, I'm back. But I mentioned previously a couple of weeks ago that I was going to be running some sort of a challenge, some sort of a thing towards the end of July, beginning of August area, maybe the end of August. I just, I just didn't know. Well, guess what? It's finalized. Okay. It's happening. Starting Monday, July 26th, I'm going to be opening up a challenge to all the ladies out there, all the ladies who want to drop a dress size in 60 days. This is for you. 
Okay, in 60 days, you get the whole shebang. You get the training, you get the nutrition, you get me to make sure that you get it done or somebody to vent to, somebody to talk to about it and just somebody to be there for you every step of the way. And that's basically the premise of this whole thing. You will drop a dress size if you follow the program to a T. And if you don't, you get your money back. Because everything I do is guaranteed. Every single thing. If you don't get results, I give you your money back. I did not do my job. So that being said, be on the lookout July 26th. Okay. Sorry. I always start off the mic too low and then I have to adjust it. And I'm sorry that it messes with the, the audio. And you guys are probably like, yeah, <sighs> hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> but yes. So those are the big, big updates. Remember, July 26th. That you'll have until that Sunday. So yeah, whatever that Sunday is, I think that is like the very first couple days in August. All right. But on to what you guys came here for. That is the two big topics today. They are going to be how to train when on a vegan diet slash vegetarian. Um, and what to do when you're trying to lose weight when it comes to reps and weight high or low. So let's attack the vegan thing first. Let's just put it out there. I am not vegan. I love bacon. I love steak. I love anything that like you that is meat and all things dairy and all things that basically veganism cuts out. That being said, I train literally anybody. Like at, at the gym that I'm currently employed, we train any and everybody. And right now I currently happen to be working with a 20 year old client, or I think she's 22 year old client who is vegan. And it's, believe it or not, it's for health reasons. It's ethical too, but she's got some stuff going on that the vegan lifestyle makes her feel really good. So that happens to be her choice. God, this guy's driving slow. Get out of my way. Yeesh. Oh, this is going to be a rough drive. I already know it. <laughs> um, for anybody driving down the shore on a Friday afternoon, I feel for you. But back to uh, her name's Jacqueline. So that'll make things easier. Jacqueline is a vegan. And going in, I'm like, okay, this presents a host of concerns because most people when they jump on a vegan diet, don't, just don't do it right. And that is not a knock on vegans because it's literally every diet that is hyped up. People usually hop on and do it terribly to the point where it, it hurts their health. We've talked about it on this podcast. Like when you, you see people doing keto, they just pound the bacon fat. They start putting butter in coffee. They eat nothing but fatty steaks. And all of a sudden their cholesterol goes to shit and their doctor's like, what did you do? That it happens on any diet. Now, vegans, vegans, on the other hand, have a different set of concerns. And that's mostly related to stuff that you do not get when you eat meat. And this goes for vegetarians too. When you don't eat meat, you miss out on certain things. Like the big ones are iron, B12, and calcium. Very, very important, especially if you want to be active in training. And just for general health, as it is. Very, very important things to focus on. 
Now, if you supplement them correctly and you are under a doctor's supervision, your blood work comes back great, then you can definitely lead a vegan diet. Uh, <laughs> it's that kind of day, a vegan lifestyle and not suffer any health consequences if you do it correctly. So that being said, if you're going to go to your, if you're going to do this correctly, go to your doctor, cover your bases, make sure you're doing it right and supplement where needed. Now, let's just say that somebody's just, just getting into it or they've been doing it for a while and they haven't taken that route of like, say this is you and you're jumping in and you're just like, yeah, I I'm doing it, but I don't really take it that seriously. Or like I follow it, but I eat a lot of those Franken foods that they make. Again, it happens all over the place. You see keto foods, you see Atkins foods, you see paleo foods, and you're like, how in the hell is this healthy? Okay. A lot of times that's what happens. People go like vegan or vegetarian and they get all the snacks all the snacks that aren't super terrible to eat that taste kind of good because nobody wants to eat just vegetables. Nobody wants to eat just beans. Like nobody wants that. So that's usually what a lot of the diet consists of. So if that is you in that case, and we're not supplementing, we're just doing it for the hype and all that, these are some training considerations that you definitely want to factor in. First and foremost is just frequency and volume. And what I mean by that is how often you're in the gym and how much work you're doing in the gym. When you have things like B12 that are out of whack, that can really impact your energy levels throughout the day. Now, when you train and you exercise, yes, you can improve energy levels. But if you have a B12 deficiency, that might not even happen. You might just be so drained the whole time and then all of a sudden your workout that's supposed to be helping you can be hurting you because now you're making yourself more tired. So something like that could be a, a thing to consider. Um, and another, yeah, I mean, that's the big one is just like pay attention to how much you're doing. So let's say that you go into the gym and you're vegan, vegetarian and not doing it 100% correct and you got these deficiencies, and you feel like garbage after you go to the gym. That's a sign to dial it back. Now, case in point, I've had Jacqueline doing like basic workouts, like the bread and butter workouts that we all know work, that have been serving her really well because she feels really strong and everything like that. But there are days, like, and she does her diet very, very well. Like she covers her bases. So this is coming from somebody that does it right. Um, and there will be days where she's like, ah, just not, not feeling it. Or if she doesn't tell me, sometimes I can tell like the weights moving a little bit slower. Everything looks a little bit harder. Sometimes we'll dial it back as far as weight. So you could just literally just take five, 10 pounds off of whatever you're doing and do what you got to do for that day. Or I like this option better because I'll explain after. So you keep the same weight, but you do less reps. And the reason I prefer this option is because when you're lifting weight, that's sending a signal to your central nervous system saying like, okay, we can handle this. It's doable. Now, if you go lighter in weight, your uh, central nervous system gets a little bit less of a stimulating, or it gets a little less stimulated 
because it doesn't require you to tense up even more and like devote a lot of attention to what you're doing because that weight isn't requiring that. Now, when you go heavier with less reps, you're still feeling that weight. You still got to tense up. You still got to like really focus, but cutting those reps will help you save energy in the long run and hopefully feel better. So you could do one of those two things. Another thing you could do, let's just say you really like your workout. You don't really want to sacrifice what you're doing. Just take a day off. <laughs> so do your workout, like pick a, like I would start with like a three day program just so you have the majority of the week to rest or do some light cardio or mobility work just to give your body a break and see how your body responds. Now, if you do that and you really like it and you're just drained, cut it to two days. Okay, there's no steadfast rule that says you must work out this many days. The, the only steadfast rule is if you push your body to the point where it can't handle it, bad things happen. And if you do what you need to do and your body feels good, good things usually happen. That, I mean, I've been lifting for 15 years, been training other people for six, seven years. That's the only thing I know that actually has held up in that time frame is when you feel like shit, bad things happen. When you feel really good, good things usually happen. Um, so yeah, that's basically how we went about it. And the other thing is when you're mid-workout, if you need rest, take it. Most of us should be resting anyway from 60 to like 60 seconds to two minutes. So one to two minutes. I don't know why I made that complicated. Ideally, if you're really pushing it at least a minute and a half to two minutes at the bare minimum between sets. So to make sure that you catch your breath, you're good. And yeah, should be fine. That that will allow you to re-energize throughout the workout. Now, if you go no rest for the whole thing, gut it out, push your body to the limit, you better believe you're going to be feeling shittier and performing worse than if you got that rest in. So don't rush it. Don't push yourself past that point. Just take the rest. It's a, you're allowed to rest. You're actually going to burn more calories because your heart rate's going to be elevated for a longer time because now you're in the gym for a longer time, taking your rest period. Okay, so don't worry, you'll be fine. <laughs> I have a couple of clients that are like devoted to no no rest periods, and it's like you almost have to trick them into taking rest. It's it, yeah, but I digress. I I apologize, guys. I keep going off the rails, but we'll always come right back. Um. Let's see, did I miss anything? I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to cover as far as vegan is considered. Oh, almost forgot the big one, protein. This is the number one reason why people shit on veganism when it comes to the fitness industry. It's not quality protein. Well, <laughs> like, first off, for anybody that doesn't know, for your body to properly utilize protein, it needs a complete protein. That means that it's a protein that, that includes all the essential amino acids. Now, when people go vegan, some of them get lost and it can, like, that can lead to 
not absorbing the protein as best you can, not getting the full effect from protein, so you're not recovering as well. That can happen. However, when you, let's say you eat brown rice, that has X amount of essential amino acids. On its own, probably not a great option for you just eating brown rice. But when you add beans into the equation, that makes it a complete protein. So you see a lot of vegan vegetarians going rice and beans for a lot of things. And that is a very good option. That'll get you the essential amino acids you need. That'll give you a complete protein. That'll allow you to recover better than if you didn't do that. But, 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 when you do that, even though it's a complete protein, even though it's checking all the boxes, you got to think, okay, so how much of it am I actually getting? What's the concentration of this? And that just doesn't add up. So compared to, compared to like a steak. So when you, let's say you have one complete protein, and for anybody who's like into science, I don't literally mean one complete protein. We'll just say it is like, for numbers sake, this is arbitrary. So you have all the essential amino acids all in one. That's just one block of protein. For that rice and beans, there, and I don't know the exact, the exact amount here, but for one block of that in rice and beans, there's like 10 in steak. So when it comes to a concentration level of total protein, it just doesn't stack up. It, it just doesn't. And on top of that, when you get him, when you get your protein from vegan sources, it's usually plants, grains, which come with carbs. And carbs aren't bad, but that is extra calories, so it's something to consider. And some people, if they're trying to lose weight or maintain weight, can't physically get enough protein from vegan sources without going over on calories. But I keep flip-flopping here, but if you get it from a vegan sourced protein shake, that can work because then you can do all the processes that it does to make that protein powder and lean it out and take some of the carbs away and you can get a very high quality So just a lot of things to consider. You can do it right, but it's hard. It's hard. It, it's not as simple as saying, all right, I'm going to go vegan. And it ends there. You, you can't do that. You got you to gotta do your due diligence. If you want to be active, if you want to be healthy, got to do your due, due diligence and figure out what you need to make sure that you take care of your body. Plain and simple. And that goes for anything, vegan, vegetarian, keto, paleo. Like, I know I've just been like throwing stones at veganism and keto, but like paleo's king of not having enough carbohydrates or electrolytes in the equation. I mean, because it cuts out all processed foods and most people, when they go paleo, don't eat enough vegetables to actually get an adequate amount of electrolytes. And all of a sudden they've got low energy and you got these dumb CrossFitters that are like, oh, I'm pushing myself to the limit, bro. No, you're not. You're just not properly fueled. <sighs> all right. End of rant. Um, done with that. <laughs> we'll leave the vegan thing to rest for now. I'm sure it'll surface back up, but that's pretty much all my complete thoughts on veganism and how to do it correctly. So now 
while we were in session, Jacqueline had a really good, really good question about rep ranges and weights. Like what's better? Cause right now she's just trying to tone up like most people are. And she's like, so what should I do? Lower reps, higher reps, low weight, high weight. Let's start with goal specific because anything that I say or anything that you are doing that you should be listening to or absorbing should be goal specific. So let's talk in the context of trying to lose weight. <clears throat> when you're trying to lose weight, it really doesn't matter compared to gaining muscle, maintaining. That was a little bit of a trick. It When it comes to training and stuff like that, the only real difference when it comes to reps and sets is the, or sorry, reps and uh, weight is like how many sets you're doing, which may vary depending on how much energy you have. Um, what kind of exercises you're doing again, energy dependent, like fatigue management plays a role, but as far as reps and sets, it really doesn't matter, but for a quality program or sorry, reps. And, uh, I keep mixing that up. I'm sorry if I'm confusing anybody reps and weight when it comes to that the rules are pretty distinct like the approach is pretty much the same you want a mix of everything and when i say that there's pros and cons to a lot of different things so let's take low reps high weight we'll start there when you do that that creates a huge demand on your body from a central nervous system standpoint, from like a hormonal response and like how many calories you're burning. It's a lot like it, your body's being put through a lot when you put a lot of weight on the bar or whatever. And you do like one, two, maybe three reps. I'd put it up to as high as five reps or like my version of low. Those kind of exercises and sets are very, very, very demanding, which you want. You want it to be demanding to a degree. It all really depends on your effort level. So if you're getting to the point where you, like ideally for the general population, you want to be like an eight out of 10. So if you were pushing for, if your goal is to get three reps, you would want on, for this, I would say only on your last set. I wouldn't do it for all three or four or five sets that you're doing, but on your last set, at least you want to be like an eight out of 10 effort level. So if you're going for a set of three, you want to pick like a five rep max, like a true five rep max and stop at three. So that's like, a, like two reps left in the tank. That's ideally what we're going to be going for. Now, if you're doing powerlifting and stuff, feel free to disregard what I said, even though, a lot of powerlifters do do that, but this is for general population, gen pop. Most times that's what you want to do. Like an eight out of 10 on all your exercises, regardless of reps, weight, any of that. Now, when you do high rep, low, high rep, low weight. So you take that and flip it. Same rules apply. <laughs> you still want to push it to an intensity level that, you probably have like two, maybe three reps left in the tank. And that's truly two or three reps left in the tank. The problem when it comes to low weight, high reps is that a lot of people stop short. A lot of people don't take it to that point because they're like, oh, I'm doing high reps. This is really tiring. But 
they just get tired and they stop. They don't actually test it to see, oh, may I'm shaking a little bit. Oh, I got maybe three left. Oh, okay, maybe. Yep, I probably have about two left. I'll stop here. Nobody ever does that. You see people go on the leg extension because they heard high reps for legs is a good thing. And then they're going, going, going. And they're like, ah, it burns. All right, I'm going to stop guess what? You probably still had like 10 reps in the tank. So that doesn't work unless the intensity works. So depending on what you're doing, it's really all about the intensity. Are you pushing it to that point where you're flirting with failure? And then when you do that, that creates like a very good environment in your body for one building muscle. So if you're a newbie and you're trying to lose weight, even if you eat moderate calories you don't even have to be in a deficit if you're a total newbie you will burn or you will build muscle by implementing that rule that intensity rule of the eight to ten and then if you're a little bit more advanced if you're like an intermediate and you're in a caloric deficit you might still even gain a little bit of muscle because you're sending that signal to your body to build muscle at the very worst it's probably going to maintain muscle because effort helps you hold on to muscle. And when it comes to fat loss, because your body's putting all this energy into trying to make it more resilient for the next time you come back to the gym and it's packing on muscle, packing on bone density. Now, the only thing it really has to pull from because it's not going to pull from the muscle because it's so concerned with building it. Now it's going to take from the fat. So again, if you're a total noob, no matter what the calories are, as long as you're not eating like a total fat ass and your weight's not really going anywhere, you're probably burning fat while you're burning or burning fat while you're building muscle. And if you're intermediate, advanced, you already know if you're stimulating the muscle, you're in a caloric deficit, you're going to drop fat. It's just going to happen. And that's how it's done. So to answer the question, like I know everybody wants a simple answer. Like everybody wants the one hand man for anybody who doesn't know what the one hand man is. I think it was, uh, who was it? It, uh, who was the, the British guy during world war II? I can't remember his name. I can't, uh, this is going to bother me. You ever hate that when you're about to like say something and it's on the tip of your tongue and you can't remember, ah, crap. But anyway, there was a pre, uh, prime minister, I guess they, is what they call it, who had a guy called the, the one hand man. Basically, if he asks a question, he wanted a direct answer. He did not want, well, on the one hand, you got this. And on the one hand, you got that. He's like, I only want one hand. So to give you the one-handed answer, both are good. Both are good, but the effort has to be right for either of them to work. And in the best programs, both high reps and low reps with heavyweight work. The only thing in that whole conversation that doesn't work is low weight. Because anytime you're not pushing it to the point where you are flirting with failure, it's not enough of a stimulus. It just isn't. It's not going to change your body because your body has no reason to change. Plain and simple. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I think now as I'm getting into the bumper to bumper is a, probably a good time to wrap it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. 
uh, every one of you in the audience, uh, it's steadily growing. So thank you. Thank you for anybody that's telling their friends and family, because this, this podcast is for you guys. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there that are like putting out general fitness information and everything. And like, they're all great, but I, the one thing that I wanted to make different in this podcast is that it's for you. It's directly for you. It's not for other trainers. It's not for other coaches. This is just for people that are trying to get in shape and be better for themselves, for their families. So I truly, truly appreciate you guys listening in every week. Okay. And again, oh boy, almost witnessed a crash. Not me, but I almost watched a bus nail this car. Gotta love Jersey. Um, again, just a quick reminder, be on the lookout. July 26th, July 26th is the start of, of enrollment for the drop address in 60 days challenge, founding client, founding member. Okay, this is a program that I really, I've put a lot of time into planning it and now it needs to be fine-tuned. Okay, so be on the lookout. I need I need you guys to help me make it as perfect as possible. And because of that, there's going to be a gigantic discount for those of you who get on it for this first challenge. Okay, this is going to be a recurring thing. And for those of you that jump on first, be ready because it is going to be a crazy, crazy discount. So I hope to sign a couple of you guys up and it'll be a fun ride. So until then, Hope you guys have a hell of a week. Go kick some ass, and I will see you guys next time.